So my wife found her old Garth Brooks greatest hit CD. Mm-hmm. And so we've just been jamming out to it lately. Okay. Um, yeah. Really, I feel like most of the times I'm in the car, we just listen to the first two songs, which is just Ain't Going Down to the Sun Comes Up and Friends in Low Places. Mm. You're missing just both. Both absolute bangers. You're missing Standing Outside the Fire, which is the it's, best. One. It's like four or five on the CD. And I just, you know, I just never make it that far because I just love those first two so much. Mm. Shameful. Wait, what is your shirt? Where did that come from? <laughs> what is what is happening? Am I being punked? Is that still a thing? <laughs> yeah, Ashton Kutcher's in your living room right now. <laughs> For those of you who are listening at home and are confused, I am wearing what is it, Cameron? A Boy Meets World Fever shirt. It has our <laughs> logo on it. <laughs> My hand-drawn logo on a piece of notebook paper, which is very my shirt. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, my mother for my birthday, (laughs) um, did an iron-on decal of our logo onto this blue shirt. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Barbara. (laughs) Thanks, Barb's. Babs. Babs. She hates Babs, though. Mm, Yeah, I've never called her that. I don't. I've seen her like I met her twice. Mm-hmm. Once oh, when you yeah. were dying in the hospital, and once when you got married. That's true. I forgot about the hospital one. That's the first time I ever got to see your parents. Oh. I was just expecting an older male and female version of you. That's not what you get. I no. don't really look that much like my parents. You really don't. <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, uh, my mom made this. All right. Well. <laughs> I am I am the current owner of the only piece of Boy Meets World Fever merch on the planet. I mean, that we know of. That we know of. Could be a, a fan out there. Yeah, who knows? If you've made a piece of Boy Meets World Fever merch, we'd love to see it. We'll see you. But. <laughs> and yeah, we will see you in court. <laughs> Do I need to sue my mother? Probably not for that reason. Mm-hmm. She uh, She doesn't have any money. Yeah, you're not. I mean, that well is dry. <laughs> um, but yes, I am wearing a Boy Meets World Fever shirt. <laughs> I like how you just didn't say anything, and I was halfway through just my random talking about Garth Brooks songs, <laughs> which isn't really against our roots as a show. No, we had a whole episode where we just sang country music songs. Blaming all on my roots, I showed up in boots and ruined her black tie fair. Hmm. I got flow play. Good old Garth. Uh, they call them cool. Those hearts that have no scars to show. You don't want to just hang out with, with me? I don't know. What, I just know the chorus. I'm a chorus country music boy. Cameron. Garth and George? I know the whole thing. I know you do. I can sing some Shania. Ooh, we can all sing some, some Shania. Because, man. I feel like, like a woman. It doesn't matter who you are, how you, I mean, how you identify as a person. When that song comes on, you feel like a woman. Okay, sure. Just for that one moment, you know? And then you just, you're just like one woman. Hmm? Just yeah, like for just that, that brief, brief moment. Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, okay. You like so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. <laughs> that kind of impressed me. <laughs> She's been hit on by better. The one I don't get is the car one there. Like the one who's really smart. 
the one who's very handsome, I get, but the one who has a car, just like, okay, okay, guy. But it's a country music thing. It's like the car dudes. Yeah. The people that are all about their like, oh, this is my V8, and I love my detailed interior, and don't track mud in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a country music. Take off my shoes before you let me get in. I feel like Florida or Georgia line would be those guys. Oh, yeah. Florida or Georgia line, not both of them. Both. <laughs> Florida, Georgia line. Yeah. And oh, what's his name? The knocking boots guy. Luke Bryan? I think so. Man, country music is terrible now. You know, from what I understand, and I am not I'm not privy to the country charts. The type of country music that you and I hate is pretty much mm-hmm. dead. Oh good. I like to think we killed it. What but boyfriend country is the new kind of country. Mm-hmm. Um, is what they're calling it. And boyfriend country is like characterized by like how special you are to me and how wonderfully I'm going to take you away and sweep you. Yeah, I don't really like that better. No, I don't really either. I do. I do have one um, Chris Stapleton album. That's I really the guy like you like, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's great. It's wonderful. But uh, apparently his whole thing hasn't taken off in the same way. No, I'm looking for um, the 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 15. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see if the, what this list says here. It counts as boyfriend. I'm going to know zero of these. Oh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, songs, that was not, that was songs to send to your boyfriend. Mm. Very different. Um, well, well you're just going to have to trust me on this one. I've read a few articles about it. I, I will trust you. Um. The one song I've heard, I'm just trying to remember the. I think it's by what is, is it, are they called Dan and Shay? That is definitely a band. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah, they Dan and Shay did the. They had one Dan and Shay. Yeah, I'm looking here. What's their big song? They sang that Ten Thousand Hours song, which I think was with Justin Bieber. Is that the If I Had Ten Thousand Hours and Ten Thousand More? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, that's pretty bad. But what is this song? Um, oh, I'm So Glad You Exist. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. It just It means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I read an article about how it's like everything wrong with boyfriend country. It's like they fed an, uh, an AI program 10,000 hours of boyfriend country and it produced this song <laughs> you should have written that article and you've never heard any boyfriend country yeah <laughs> um i don't even know what this is but i'm going to tell you ten thousand reasons it's bad yeah so apparently that's the new thing and since i know about it and it's country it may be the old thing mm-hmm. um, yeah, but i don't I'm- know what's hot in country music right now maybe some of our listeners can tell us because we're just gonna sing um garth brooks and george Strait and shania twain Mm-hmm. And uh, live our best life, and some Chris Stapleton. I don't know any Chris Stapleton, so you'll have to handle that. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, this world. He has a song called "Might as Well Get Stoned," mm. which is very uh, counter to much of the God and Country country music that you hear a lot of. It's true. Um, a lot of country music is countered. <laughs> yeah, I. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> well, this has been Country Music Corner. 
brought to you by Paramount Pictures. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Uh, yes, Paramount Pictures uh, is sponsoring this episode. Um, producers of such wonderful movies as The Truman Show. Mm, that's what I. That's what I had a strong feeling. We were going for something in that uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Because apparently... That's where this episode decided to go. This episode decided... You know what's really just hip with those families in late night, Friday night TV mm-hmm. comedy lineup? The Truman Show. The Truman Show. I mean, that was 1998. Yeah, it was probably pretty topical. Mm-hmm. Let me see if it, when exactly it came out in theaters. June 5th. I mean, so it had been... Five months. Are we in 99 now or we're about? We're still in 98 because it hasn't been Christmas yet. Okay. So we're still at this point. We're probably, let me see if I can find an exact date that this one aired. I'm sure that it's out there, but I just, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I just don't see it. It's very funny looking on IMDb that it talks about connections and it says this makes a reference to the Blue Lagoon uh, as the very first thing that it says, which I don't, I've never seen the Blue Lagoon, but it does not say that it's making a reference to the Truman Show. What's the oh there it is. Oh, Brew Lagoon Coffee Shop. Oh, Brew Lagoon Coffee Shop. Which is a very I don't know when exactly this episode came out, but my guess is it would have been late November, early December. Because next up we have Christmas episode, which is usually, you know, within the first week or two of December before taking kind of a brief break. It's typically how these things happened. Yes, we're talking about season five, episode nine. Um no, episode 10. Yeah, episode 10. In case, and in case I don't see ya, it did air December 4th, 1998. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to give us a that give us that synopsis? Synops- yeah. Synops- so we have two storylines this time around that are completely disconnected again. Um, on the one hand, Eric, in a bid to be more popular, starts just a live, basically the equivalent of a live stream <laughs> in his apartment <laughs> without telling his roommates. Um and eventually becomes puppet master, trying to shape their lives. Um, and on the other hand, Corey and Sean are trying to get in Feeney's good graces so that he can like take it easy on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's some funniness here and there. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about two things off the bat. Mm-hmm. First, Eric predicted 24-hour live streaming. Good for him. He knows people. He gets people. He gets people. It he's twenty years ahead of the curve. Yeah, <laughs> but dang, he's ahead you. of the curve. <laughs> Way too early to ever capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so funny to me that this whole thing is predicated on like, why would you want to just watch some random guy? And now, like, literally for your children's generation and my child's generation, that's like a primary form of entertainment. Yeah. Just like, this is a person's life. Yeah. Who are those Mormon people you and your wife watched in college? Uh, the Shaytards? Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is a reference to a leotard, not the other thing. Mm-hmm. Good. Just to put that out there. Yeah, but you guys, I mean, that was 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. you guys were into that, and that's basically what Eric's doing. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit lo- lower budget. Yes. But now... But I mean, it's it's everywhere. I mean, that's just a... That's a Main thing that's still a lot of my wife, Sarah, she doesn't watch a lot of like TV, but she has certain like vloggers or like Instagram, especially stories and stuff that she follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's so weird. It's so weird how customizable media is now. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've never been into the live streaming thing or vloggers, but I watch more video essays about video games, music, movies, and books than most people probably know is out there. I yeah, love, there's, there's like, video essays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. But I'm just realizing, like, I, I mean, I'll watch a lot of the same shows over and over again. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, TV... I don't watch a whole lot of like shows. I know a lot of people do, but it's like, for me, it's like I read a book or I play a video game. Like that's like my time. Yeah, to spend I, have. I can do exactly what I want. Like I don't have to wait like week to week to watch whatever it is I want to watch. I can just go for whatever I want. Yeah. So, whenever I'm alone, I don't, I don't remember the last time I chose to watch a TV show. Honestly, the last time I was by myself and chose to do something that wasn't like, internet media content um was one day i i had just seen uh dragon ball super superhero mm-hmm. and i realized i never saw the movie before it dragon ball super broly so i rented it oh fun um so i i watched that but that was even like a month ago yeah so yeah, i just usually don't like movies i don't even really watch movies <laughs> no I mean, I love to go to the theater and watch movies. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That's the thing I enjoy doing, but I don't I don't just sit down and do that. My wife and I have like, we watch Whose Line Is It Anyway when we need to just watch a quick show like while we eat a meal or something. Mm-hmm. We ha- we do, we watch Whose Line. Um, we're always watching some show like that we're like trying to finish right now. It's Star Trek Strange New World. Um, and if ever we want to watch something and turn off our brains, it's Great British Baking Show or Ink Master. Yeah, those fun reality competitions. Yes. Yeah, Sarah and I watch, I mean, we've watched like four episodes of it, but Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it, we've just been so busy lately that even sitting down and doing that is like impossible. This summer we watched all of Eureka and finished it. So. Ooh. I've obviously seen it two or three times already, but mm-hmm. she liked it. Good. She should. Yeah, so Eric, way to go. Yeah. Wait, what's the other thing let's see i've kind of forgotten uh oh oh no i have not no i have not um <laughs> i want to talk about structure whatever what's that huh what's that like episode composition or what what structure i don't yeah. think that we know yeah this episode doesn't um i find this episode easier to watch than the last one and i figured out why this isn't this isn't like me explaining my whole point i'll think fi- i'll figure out that to explain later but watching this episode there's no structure it is terribly paced mm-hmm. like this this episode while kind of funny and really kind of nothing um is gonna get a pretty big doc for me just because like the way the episode is composed i hate it like i legitimately hate how the scenes string together and go into each other and mm-hmm. just hate it um, but I like it better than last episode, last week's episode, because while it's unstructured, while it's structured badly, I'm not even going to say it's unstructured because I might prefer that to like an all that or an SNL unstructured. Mm-hmm. Um, at least last episode, like we were getting to a point, like the episode had a had a purpose, mm-hmm. like the whole Sean still loves Angela thing. And I was actually kind of stressed out getting there because the pacing was so bad. This one, there was no- here it's like I don't know. We're just here. We're having a we're having a yeah. time. 
Yeah, there was no stress. There was no stress in the bad pacing. It was just badly paced. It was just badly paced popcorn. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It was too salty popcorn? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. It's like nutritionally deficient. It's like pleasant, but it's like something to do. Yeah, it's like I've got a popcorn bucket that like randomly fills up with kernels of popcorn. And it's like, oh, one piece of popcorn. That's not enough. Oh, now this next one is 10 handfuls of popcorn. I can't eat all that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, Very accurate description. There. So, yeah, I just, man, not going to get into it again. Pacing is still not working for me. It's still real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't feel at all like an episode of Boy Meets World. No. Like, just the, in, in any way. Yeah, I'm not sure whose idea this episode was. Mm-hmm. Was it, it? It's almost like at the beginning of the season, they sit down and they're like, "Here's all of our ideas for all the things that we want to do." And it's like, "Oh, we can pair this with this, or we can do this, or this should be by itself." And then they get to these, and they're like, "We have these two left." And it's like Michael Jacobs' nephew wrote them or something. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, we have to, we have to do it." Episode ten, I guess. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like right before we go on break, we'll have this big Christmas episode next week. Like who really? Which I'm looking forward to. Sweeps are over. The November sweeps. Mm-hmm. So let's just drop this crap in their lap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just drop a big old turd. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want it understood. I think this is a fairly mediocre episode of Boy Meets World. It doesn't feel particularly great, but it's pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. But the structuring is what really brings it down for me. I, I just feel like it's all over the place. Like, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what was disappointing to me, because again, like it was funny. There's some very comedic moments in it, thinking of like Breakfast with Feeny, both at the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. like Topanga chasing Feeny around the school. Um, the whole Truman show of it all is, you know, it's fine. But we just ended like with this tragic moment and almost like a standstill between Sean and Angela in the mm-hmm. last episode. And in the next, like next week, that's kind of picked up again, mm-hmm. but then just here in the middle, it's like, Angela's not even in this episode. Yeah. This isn't like, this isn't like a continuation of anything. No, this in fact, it's a regression for Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, who we know is excelling in this class mm-hmm. and suddenly can reference who's a what's it from Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. And uh, now he's like, now he's just up to his old antics again. Yeah. Now he's like, I'm not good at English. Mm-hmm. What's English? Like last, last week it was like, we know I, I am Sean. I am now an expert in English. Mm-hmm. I can write wonderful poems about how J.D. Salinger makes me feel this week. Uh, I had a paper due today. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Yeah. What's happening? What is happening right now? Yes. So uh, remembered how to write high school, Sean, and was like, yeah, that's the one I'm doing. This is the one everybody loved. And not even like senior year high school, Sean, like the, the combination year, Sean. Yeah. I mean, as I was watching, I was like, we've had this plot before. We had this plot with Jack and Eric last season with the Dean. Yeah, with the Dean. Where they're trying to get him to give them an extension on their assignment. Um, But this time we have Corey and Sean with Feeney. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the same idea. Yeah. Substitute breakfast for Bobka. We're just going to get this out of the way. 
because it, it, it is not worth our analysis. Like, it just isn't. There's just nothing to analyze. There's nothing. Yeah. To- so we, we've talked about the regression, how bad it feels, how stupid it is. So Sean and Corey are getting breakfast for Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. And it is funny where he's like, hey, this was a three cheese omelet. Where's the Gouda? Yeah. The Gouda, the Gouda runner is one of like three good jokes in the episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, he's like, this is a three cheese omelet. I see one, two. Where's the Gouda? And he like slaps it on there and he's like, all right, was that so hard? <laughs> Corey gets Feeney a happy face waffle. They make some whining about how swamped they are and ask for extensions on their midterms. They do the whole thing that's normally an Eric joke where they negotiate and like, can you give us four days? I'll give you three. How about two? Mm-hmm. And then he's proud of himself for negotiating well. Sean <laughs> is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they are in class and they turned in their papers and they got B's. Yeah, Topanga also gets a B. Yeah, Topanga also gets a B. And she does. it is kind of funny, kind of funny, that she says to the boys, like, now, don't worry, it's just one grade. And to Angela, she says, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she gets a B. Yeah. She's furious. She's furious. She's checking everyone else in the, in the class's grades. And, yeah, and then Sean and Corey go up to thank Mr. Feeney. And say they'll do just as good work on the next paper. And he's like, the net last paper was due yesterday. <laughs> They're like, oh, what? And then they get mad at him because, like, all we've done, and you're going to like take it easy on us, and now you're just doing this. He's like, you don't even have to bother turning it in. Like, yeah, I, I know you're great, and it's an F. Yeah. And they're like, how could you do this to us, Feeney? It's stupid. I, I don't know. Yeah. And then Topanga's like, Feeney, you need to change this. And he's just like, oh my. And he runs out the door. Yeah, which I actually don't like. Mm-hmm. Like Topanga being, I don't know. I, I feel like we've gotten some pretty good Topanga lately. Like yeah. a real, real human being Topanga. Yeah. Still oddly hasn't really been focused on her like, at all. No. No, I actually feel kind of bad for Daniel Fischel mm-hmm. um, doing the rewatch podcast. Or, yeah, their rewatch podcast. Because when they get in these later seasons, yeah, I don't know if she knows the cut she got. Uh-huh. It's like, surely not. Yeah. Because, I mean, even us growing up watching it so much, we're like, oh, yeah, Topanga. Topanga, she's great. She's in all of it. Mm-hmm. And now as we're watching it, it's like, where is she? Oddly enough, we were just horny boys who <laughs> focused on yeah, her. she, she was wasn't. Huh? She wasn't. Daniel Fischel wasn't. No. So who knows when when it comes to that time? Well, I, I don't. I don't think she watched the show much after like a few years in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I, could, I could imagine if I was like working on a TV show. Classically, like, Ryder Strong has not has not seen an episode before he started like doing conventions where they rewatched mostly, and then there was Sean. Mm-hmm. He had not seen an episode since the pilot. Oh wow. He watched the pilot with everybody, but he had not seen a single episode of Boy Meets World since then. Until now. Yeah. Well, he started like doing screenings of them. There was Sean and commentaries and stuff. So he's seen that episode uh-huh. many times. Um, classically, our non non uh, winner mm-hmm. <laughs> of last season. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't be mad at us. <laughs> you can uh, send all your hate mail to Jess Ferguson. Don't do that. She's wonderful. Don't don't be mean to her. Yeah. We were there too. We were complicit. We were complicit. She, I just, was, she just came out swinging. 
Uh, I was pretty dedicated to I Love You, Donna Karen winning, and it did not. Yeah. I'm still bitter about season three and um, the one with the monkeys not winning. Rayvon. Yeah. It, you know, it, the reasoning why it didn't win made sense. I can't even remember. Because it's a great episode for people who watch Boy Meets World, but it's not a great just Boy Meets World episode. Boy Meets World episode, yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Um, lots of great stuff for a Boy Meets World fan in that episode. Anyway. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to not talk about this episode. Yeah, exactly. 100%. But yeah, I mean, she chases them. Then they go to the house. Feeny, I do like Feeny with the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's like, if you're still thinking of a baby name, I'm... Partial to George. Partial to George. It means, look out, the sheep are coming or something like that. I want to look that up. I want to see if that's true. What does George mean? Okay, it means farmer or earth worker. <laughs> so whatever. Whatever, Feeney. Look out, the sheep are coming, Matthews. Look out, the sheep are coming, Matthews. <laughs> um, and then the boys come in, and they are very rude to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alan is just like, no. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Alan MVP, maybe? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I actually think I know who I want my MVP to be, but we'll get there. At this moment, it's Alan. <laughs> yes, at this moment in the episode, it is definitely Alan. Possibly uh, Child Rachel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Child Rachel. That's a good choice. Um, yeah. So they get really mad at him, and he's like, he betrayed us. And then they set him straight, tell him how mm-hmm. stupid they're being, which yeah. they are being stupid. Uh-huh. They're I don't like, know what we can analyze here. Like, uh, they're idiots. And they were like, you can't punish us. We're in college. And I was like, how about I hit you so hard you're back in high school? Which, it's not child abuse anymore. It's not. Not a great way to solve your problems, but a funny line. Yeah. And that's a really snotty thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they explain the situation. And they're just like, you're being ridiculous. Yeah, you're stupid. That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, and we and we live with Eric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, there's one more scene where they do the Gouda thing again, which is still funny. Um, mm-hmm. And Corey has a sorry face waffle, and they give him the, the the waffle and the three cheese omelet, and they say how sorry they are, and they wrote their papers, even though he knows they're not going to grade them. So he reads them, gives them both Fs. <laughs> it's just very funny. He's like, "Oh, thank you," and he looks and takes out a pen. Yeah, and he, he just writes, and they're like F. Yeah, and and so they don't learn anything. They take everything away. Plot ends. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What would a D minus get me?" As they take all of this food away, and then the sad face waffle comes flying back, and he's like, "Eh," and he starts eating it. Yeah, I don't know. That's nothing. It's nothing. It is nothing. Not that the A plot is anything more. I think more time is dedicated to this plot than the A plot. Yeah, I guess the A-plot is saying something about popularity, but is it? But is it? This plot, though, I don't know. It's Maybe just like, it's, it's D-plot and, and, and D-plot? <laughs> it's all D-plot. Um, all yeah. thriller, no killer. But I don't... Why they thought it was funny to leave it here, I have no idea. I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... Corey and Sean are just the worst, apparently, and that's yeah. supposed to be funny and endearing? What... It's not a Philly shenanigan. No, it's not a Philly shenanigan. Is it a Pembroke shenanigan? No. Is that the term for the nonsense that just happens when they're at Pembroke? It's nothing. (laughs) It's a nothing. 
it doesn't we don't need to give it a name because it's not worthy of a name you this know plot is the great enemy of the never-ending story the yes. very concept of nothingness yes yes that is perfect um we coined the phrase philly shenanigan i am i am classically someone who did not enjoy band on the run mm-hmm. uh, one of our more commented about opinions is that i did not enjoy band on the run it is i feel like it is maybe not i don't know um but that is a philly shenanigan to the bone mm-hmm. and again um, i think why i like it so much i think that's where we coined the phrase where Tara Light coined the phrase. Mm-hmm. No trade, no trademark violations here. Right. She did and, that. And you know, it's got it's got funny misunderstandings. It's got a scheme. It's got like scheme goes wrong. We try to fix the scheme. Like there's a whole bunch of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the end, no lesson is actually learned. Like there is, but there really isn't. Yeah, he independent but- dance to the name game. Mm-hmm. It was fun along the way. And it, like, just in the feeling of the episode, it seems 10 miles longer than this episode. Mm -hmm. Because this is nothing. It blips in, it blips out. I go, huh, at Sean's and the Gouda joke. Mm -hmm. And it's done. And Gouda makes three. Uh Uh-huh. I do like Gouda. Yeah, and uh, Feeny eating the Gouda and being like, oh, that Gouda, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What are your favorite cheeses right now? Um, ooh. That's kind of a big question. It's a huge question. And it depends so much on... On what I'm doing with them. Yeah. I mean, unpopular opinion. I love Velveeta. Love how it melts and gets all delicious. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I was thinking... One of... I mean, I think America, as a country, has made, like, three great contributions to the world. Mm -hmm. Jazz music. Mm. Comic books. Mm -hmm. And white American cheese. Yeah, white American cheese is good. It's really good. It's like a go-to for me. If I'm making a sandwich, that's what I want on it. Like a yellow American cheese, craft single, no thanks. But if it's white American cheese, it's so good. Like it's just creamy. If you heat it up, it's just melty in just the right way. I well, I think the meltiness of American cheese is both cheeses. It's they are wonderfully melty. Uh, yeah, but the white I just something about the white American is just really good. I, I agree white American is better than regular. I like American cheese. I think it's good. I I never want a slice of American cheese. I never want cold American cheese. Don't put it on my sandwich. I don't want it. But if it is melted American cheese, white or yellow, it's very tasty. Melted onto a burger. Um, I I grill, I mean, put a, on a skillet all of my sandwiches because I mm-hmm. want to get that melty cheese. Um, it's what yeah. we make our um, queso out of. Mm-hmm. It's just some milk, white American cheese, some chilies, cut up, garlic powder, salt and pepper, garlic. Yeah, and you boom, you're done. It's delicious. I've, I've been mastering a skillet queso lately. Mm-hmm. Um, that tastes even better than chili skillet queso, and I love chili skillet queso. Ooh. Um, so I'll have to make it for you sometime. Yes, you will. I can't really make you the one that our queso because it has chilies in it. No, because you didn't melt me as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't want to share. I don't want to share it with you. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I like goat cheese. Um, unpopular opinion, not a blue cheese fan. Yeah, I'm not really either. It's too nutty and salty. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, um, gorgonzola falls in the same camp for me. I don't know that I've had gorgonzola. It's it's similar to blue cheese, at least to me. It's one of those like crumbly, 
cheeses. Um, if I'm given a cheese draft, um, <laughs> the first one I'm taking is mozzarella. Mm -hmm. Especially melt. I mean, only melty. I'm not gonna just eat mozzarella. Uh, I eat mozzarella string cheese. Oh, I guess string cheese. Yeah, that is primo stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not um, gonna take like, a little shredded mozzarella and eat it. Man, some fresh mozzarella. Those those little balls you can crack open. And mm -hmm. I love that. Getting that some cherry tomatoes, some basil, and some balsamic mm, reduction. Really nice salad. Just those things. Okay. Eat that with some grilled chicken on some like romaine. You're good to go. No romaine for me. Well, yeah, to each their own. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'll take spinach. Good. Spinach. Spinach is good. You can have it on spinach. I'd rather have it on spinach or kale. I would. I don't like kale. I, I enjoy kale more than romaine or iceberg lettuce. Fair enough. Um, Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. Swiss is great. Provolone. Mm -hmm. Top tier. I mean, cheddar can be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially a Treader blend. Mm. Mm -hmm. Give me a nice Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack. Colby Jack. Yeah, either of those. Um, if I, okay, here's my question. Just to round out the cheese topic. Uh, I'm just cracking up because we're just... We are like full-chested talking about cheese rather than what the show is about. The show is about nothing. I love it for us. <laughs> This has just become an episode of Seinfeld. It's about nothing. <laughs> it's about nothing. Um, okay. So here's what we're going to do. You have to pick three cheeses. And those are the only cheeses you can have the rest of your life. The rest of my life? The rest of your life. Um, so you need to pick You need to pick some versatility here. Mm -hmm. You can't go for, you can't go for um, like cheddar provolone American. Because mm -hmm. it's all too similar. This is too hard. You got to do it. Why? Because what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> it's true. Um, I think I'm going to stick with white American. White American. It's my sandwich cheese. Your it's sandwich awesome. cheese. It's a so you put it on a burger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great for that. Um, probably mozzarella. Mm -hmm. You know, all of my Italian things. All of that stuff. Um, could I do a blend? Depends on the blend. Well, I was thinking just like, well, I'm trying to think, what are the areas that I eat cheese in? Mm -hmm. I have my sandwich, my American food, my sandwiches and whatnot. I have my Italian food, and then I have my Mexican food. Mm. And I'm just like, what cheese is that? It's like a Colby Jack almost. Probably like, like a Jack, a Jack, a Monterey Jack or something. Mm -hmm. I know I picked all three white cheeses. Um, that's, where we're, that's where we're at. But that's what I'm thinking. Okay. It's good. It's, it's a great list. It's mm -hmm. a great list. Top tier. Um, I'm going to go for a little bit of versatility in mine. I feel like mozzarella can just be my sandwich cheese. Like, I love a good mozzarella on a sandwich. Um, put it on a burger. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, like you said, all of your all of your Italian needs. So I am also taking mozzarella. Um, I'm going to go with Velveeta. I'm going to, because you can make it into wonderful sauces, wonderful quesos. Um, it's a great base for mac and cheese. Like, put a little Velveeta in and then melt some other cheeses into it. Mm -hmm. um, delightful. So I'm taking Velveeta. I know, I know. Outside of the box pick, but I think Velveeta is good. Um, and then my final cheese, I'm going to go for a harder cheese. Um, uh -huh. Oh, I just lost the name. It's a nuttier cheese. Like a Gruyere's cheese? Um, you know what? Gouda. I'm taking Gouda. 
Gouda makes three. Mm -hmm. And there it all connects back to the episode. It all connects back to the episode. <laughs> Guess he caught a whiff of my Gruyere's cheese. I did. And it smelled like feet. Dealing Harvard. Oh, that's right. That's a movie. That's a movie. Watch. I'd rather watch that movie than this episode. Yes. Yes. Okay. So are we speeding through the Eric plot or are we going to give it time and thought? Man, I don't know. Let's just, let's punch it. We're going to punch it. Um, let's, we're going to spend just a second on the first scene. Um, because the first scene, Eric's sitting next to Louie. He's studying and drinking coffee. Louis says, look at everyone out there being with people. We aren't with people. They're popular. We're not. Eric's like, I'm popular. And Louis's like, no, you're not. And Eric says, well, you could come sit with me. And Louis says, will you come sit with me? And they both say no. And then there's a mixer that's invite only. Eric is sad. He can't go. But Louis can go and makes fun of him. Mm -hmm. We're done. Um, this is stupid. This is stupid on many levels. The person who wrote this has never been to college and thinks it's just high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. College didn't, didn't care about that at all. No one is popular in college. What would that even mean? What would that even look like? I mean, that's what fraternities and sororities are, I suppose. They think they are, but they're only popular yeah. in their circles, which are about the same size as everybody else's circles. That's just the currency that they trade in. Yeah, it's, Whereas elsewhere, you don't, because you realize that it's stupid. Yeah, they think they're the popular kids on campus, but they're, they've got a circle of about 30 people, which is about the circle of most college students. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that don't live at home, you know, factors change that. But in college, most people have a circle of about 30 students. That's what you got. That's Eric's problem. He has a circle of like four. Yeah. Three. Jack and Rachel, Sean and Corey. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but this is stupid. It's ridiculous. No one is popular in college. You know, you, you could play magic, the gathering and the student union be the slack Instant line. Friend. Guy. Huh? Instant friends. Instant friends. The slack line guys. That, that was a big thing when we got there. People were setting slack lines up all over the campus. And they always had never a group. You never could do one. Well, it's, not that they wouldn't let me. I'm just not capable. That's because it was a stupid fact. <laughs> be, be a person that hangs out at the library. You'll make friends at the library. Like Eric did that in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> This is ridiculous and dumb, and I hate it. People were chanting his name. Mm -hmm. Eric, the hero of college. And now yeah. he's just sad and lonely. And why are they having a mixer that's invite only? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But everyone seems to have an invite. It's like, that's not the point. That's not the point of a mixer. Yes. The point of a mixer is to meet people. I don't know. Like, this is dumb. You know, pr participate in the school events. Instant friends. Like, Yeah, at least where we went to school, I feel like the student union association was doing things all the time yeah and there we never went to those things but no i think i went to bingo once or twice that's <laughs> about there, it there were people who went to all of them uh -huh. and enjoyed themselves and made friends yeah or just hanging out around your dorm and you're gonna meet people yeah leave your door open what what are the witches at the apartment down the hall up to these days mm -hmm. i don't know this is stupid i don't care about it i don't care about louis yeah he didn't uh Carry his same momentum from the episode with Gamble and Dan. No. <laughs> um, okay. Are we done with that scene? Mm-hmm. Have we called it stupid enough? The premise. It's stupid. Now we have. I, I feel like you could easily, easily substitute popularity for, like, leaving your mark on the school. Like, 
wanting people in the school to remember you mm-hmm. and make it like an athlete who just got like into the NFL or something or mm-hmm. into the NBA. And I feel like you, you change the story around entirely. Like Eric's like, how will I leave my mark? Yeah. How are people going to know me? Yeah. A real season two Corey thing, but we're just rehashing plot lines anyway. Yeah. No joke. But I want to be popular in college. Yeah, it doesn't about? exist. This is so what? Um, yeah, hate it. Um, yeah, they were at the apartment, and Eric is just kind of acting weird. Yeah, doing. He seems to be very uh huh. And he, but then um, Jack leaves, mm-hmm. and he goes into the student union, and there's a TV there, and all the like Louie and a bunch of other guys are watching, and they're like, "Oh, she just she just got back." From the working out, and she's all sweaty and sexy, and then she's gonna take a shower. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, we're watching her behind the loser with the sock puppets. Yeah, Eric's doing a sock, a sock puppet, trying to be very entertaining. Yeah, without any idea of what it means to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And then you see Rachel behind him in a towel. Yeah. So, ooh, it's an objectify Rachel episode. Yay! Yay, our favorite. Everyone loves those. Yeah, um, and then. I would watch Eric teach people how to make soup. How to eat soup. <laughs> I watch the crap out of that. Um, yeah, he's sitting there. This is how you eat soup. If it's hot, you blow on it. I've and learned Jack. This. Jack bursts in, and Eric drops the soup all over himself. Yeah, and no one in the student union laughs or finds the comedy in that at all. He's both the schlemiel and the schlemazel. Okay, that I I just know that. I mean, that's the like a comedy. Thing, the shlemiel and the shlemazel but in the um, show parks and recreation ron swanson's talking about it, he's like in comedy the shlemiel is the person who spills the soup and the shlemazel is the person who gets the soup spilled on them oh. jerry gergich is both the shlemiel and the shlemazel okay very funny and eric is both of those here too you know what never cared for the show parks and rec all that much still more entertained by your explanation you're welcome. I'm going to start a one-man scene-by-scene recap podcast of Parks and Recreation. Oh, I just describe what happens. Yeah, no, no analysis. No talking yeah. about cheese. Like this is for my friend Chance only. You should be as monotone as possible too, and then let it's sort of like fall a in love with Ben. Is it Richard Attenborough? Oh, um, almost like a nature documentary. Yeah. And at this point, we see Leslie Nope getting in way overhead yet again. She fell in love with Ben, right? Mm-hmm. Ben Wyatt? Uh-huh. Okay. And then Paul Rudd shows up. Um, only seen a handful of episodes of Parks and Rec, um, but I have watched an entire uh, video essay on why Ben is one of the best love interests of a main character in all of fiction. I haven't seen the video, but I agree. He, well, it comes down to the fact that he, like Mr. Darcy, is written by a woman mm-hmm. um, for a woman character. Um, so he comes across more realistic and um, this right balance of mm-hmm. uh, uh, this right balance of like changeable but redeemable, uh, changeable and redeemable, but also like static and strong and respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was how they explained it all he invented the cones of dunshire yeah the cones of dunshire yeah it's a board game a very massively overly complicated board game that he created oh fun i'll send you the scene of that because it's very funny 
Okay. I'll just find the video and send it to you later because it's very I, funny. I think I would enjoy Parks and Rec if I ever sat down and watched. I really do. I don't. I don't think it's like The Office where I gave it three seasons and still hated it. Uh huh. Yeah, season one is very similar to The Office because mm-hmm. I mean that was the same. I think it was all Michael Schur, and so it had that same feel. Season two like instantly found its footing mm-hmm. and like went in a different direction, um, and I feel like just really hit it. Yeah, and I like Rob Lowe. Love Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great in it. I kind of wish he was the main character of the show. I would have probably watched it already. I know he's in love with Ann Perkins. Ann Perkins. Okay. Ann Perkins. Do they end up together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Might mean I'll think about it. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Who's played by Rashida Jones? Should I know who that is? Um, she's just Ann Perkins. Okay. She also was a writer on Toy Story 4. Oh, good job, Ann Perkins. I kinda I liked Toy Story 4. I've still only seen the first one. Gosh, we are just really we're just putting in our best effort to avoid this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what that never... means? What? You know what that means? What? No. Sleep. Sleep. Till Til Bobka. Bobka. Have you had Brennan? Brennan? No. 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 Sleep. Sleep. Till Bobka. Bobka. So Full disclosure, we're filming this, or recording this. No, don't Literally. tell him. Don't break the illusion. Well, okay. Fine, fine. Do, it. do it, do we're it, do it. The day after the last one we were just released? Yes, so, we recorded the other one yesterday. It wasn't last week, like I kept saying. Yeah. Um, but I had I had a very fortunate chance. I went to a birthday party for a two-year-old today. Oh, okay. And what they had at the party, this feels very seasonal, very appropriate for right now, but they had some pumpkin bread. Okay. It was just, it was very good. I love a good pumpkin bread, yeah. It's just like, you know, pumpkin bread, it's got that good pumpkin flavor. It's really moist. It's sweet, but not too sweet. Um, It's more, it's like a mix between a bread and a cake. Mm -hmm. And like the best thing of both, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it was just really good. Yeah, I I feel we have talked about the quick bake breads, your pumpkin bread, your... Banana, banana bread. Nut bread. Um, we definitely talked about banana bread before. Yeah, and, and they're wonderful. They're wonderful. I thought you were going to say like a butt. No, a there's butt. no butt. And they're great. <laughs> um, I haven't had any yet this season, and it makes me sad in my heart. Mm-hmm. You should try to remedy that. Mm-hmm. I should. Um, I've been wanting to make um, soda bread, which is mm-hmm. a quick bake bread. Um, what is in that? I'd have to relook up my recipe. Uh-huh. Um, oh, but no. I just haven't had time. Who has the time? Now that I have a job, but I'm waiting for it to start, maybe I will dabble in some baking while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, it'd be fun to bake. You have a job? We'll talk I about do. that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that later. Chance has a job, everyone. <laughs> crisis avoid- averted. Um, well, it was, a, it was never a crisis. No, I'm just joking. But whenever I watch like the Great British Baking Show, and I'm like... Um, I'm like, man, baking would be so fun, like making something like that. And then they're like, you're doing this challenge. You have four hours. And I'm like, I don't want to do something. I don't want to spend that kind of time. <laughs> I just, I don't. Yeah. And I know mine, you know, they're doing a lot during that time. Like if I were to make a baked something, it wouldn't be. And now I have to do all this other stuff to make it nice and presentable for the judges. It'd be like, oh, I'm going to put that in the oven and let this rise or whatever. And it wouldn't be just like four hours straight, mm-hmm. but 
just there's the mental hurdle for me that something like a banana bread is easy because it's just like I make it, I put it in the pan, put it in the oven, clean up, and I still can sit for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it was like I was really excited to make focaccia ones, and then I'm like, it has to sit for 12 hours. I'm gonna forget about it in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be moved on. I might be dead in 12 hours. Um, maybe, maybe again since time this week is may- maybe going to be opened up a little maybe i'll maybe i'll bake a fukacha maybe i'll just load up on um yeasty boys segments good yeah do some preparing mm-hmm. some research maybe maybe i won't do yeah. that but number five is out yeah but any i mean pumpkin bread never okay. had it check it out mm-hmm. if you have had it then you know then you know all right well we did it we did it. We're done. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to give some notes because we're, we don't record in the same room anymore. When we sure. sing the No Sleep Till Bobka, what we'll do is I'll sing it the first time and then you sing it the second time. Oh, okay. So then there's less of that awkward overlap. Oh, I like the awkward overlap. overlap. I think it's fun. Okay. Well, we, we just, can just throw we'll, my notes in the trash. We'll do it your way. Okay, like we'll it. do it this way. We'll see how it works. Okay. So here we go. Mm-hmm. No sleep till Bobka. No sleep till Bobka. So yeah, I feel like that went pretty good. It went great. So Jack is really mad that Eric yeah. is doing this. And then Eric is like, no, this is great. And he starts doing a dance with Jack. And then we're cut back to the student union. And Louis like, see, I told you they were gay. Yeah. That's what all the people on the message boards were talking about. Yeah. Um. It's, it's nothing. It's just a throwaway. The season has been playing into that since the very beginning with the whole, like, women bathe together, shower together, and sleep in the same bed. And we we see that already. He's like, we do that already. They've been, they've been playing into this all, all season. The, mm-hmm. the, I guess they were already playing into the fanfic. Yes. Before that was even a major thing. Mm-hmm. Again, called shot. Way ahead, of, way ahead of the curve. It wasn't a major thing, but it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Even in the middle 90s, it was a pretty big thing. That's fair. I feel like we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then does he tell Rachel at this point? Yeah, because she's like in the towel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, you're on TV. And she's like, and she runs off. And then Eric's like, they're not here watching her. Why would they be watching her? She's not even close. Oh, oh I see. Um, earlier, there was an establishment. The story established that Rachel's scared of the garbage disposal. Oh, yeah. Why don't you scrape the food into the garbage disposal? I just mm-hmm. like to do it this way, okay? Yeah. It's Chekhov's garbage disposal. Yeah. Chekhov's... It is well set up. Mm-hmm. Good good structure there, guys. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, so she runs off and Eric realizes what, what they're really here for. Mm-hmm. And then he changes his ways. He stops all this nonsense. He realizes that his friends are his friends. And... It's over. Yeah. And the episode, we did it. We did it. Eight out of ten. <laughs> but no. But no. He doesn't do any of that. He says, I need to take this to the next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. he dresses like the bad guy in Truman Show. <laughs> yes, he has the beret, the glasses. He has a big board. He's mm-hmm. operating things around the apartment. So the music starts playing and the student union is packed. Yeah, they're all watching the screen. Um, the music turns on. 
and it's like playing Ode to Joy or whatever. And then Rachel comes out and she goes to turn it off. And then he turns it back on with his little switchboard. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of this back and forth of it turning on and off. The camera goes out, comes back, and he can't find Rachel. So he starts saying, Rachel, Rachel, come out here. Yeah, he's buying into some weird poetic thing that I don't even remember from the Truman Show where they're like, where do you get her to take her clothes off? And he's like, this is my creation. Mm-hmm. She's like, my daughter. Shut up. Watch what I'm going to make her do next. Yeah, watch what I'm going to make her do next. Um, so then he calls her into the living room. She's like, Eric, where are you? In the student union. I, I, I'm in the student union of your mind. <laughs> She's like, are you still filming us? And she calls Jack to come out. Yeah. So he's really mad. And then Eric makes it start to rain. Well, yeah. First, he she he gives it to Louie. And Louie's mm-hmm. like, Rachel, I love you. And I don't know what Rachel's thinking here. But she like leans over in a suggestive way and is like, Louie, tell me about yourself. And he falls over. Uh-huh. He like passes out. It's again just the whole thing of Rachel being sexual but not realizing she is. But here she definitely seems like she realizes she is. Yeah, she just kind of plays into it. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I like, guess maybe some know. meathead writer's like, <laughs> even though it's crazy, she'll like it because it's attention and girl will like that. <laughs> that was a good good impression, Chance. All right. I, I don't know who could, wrote this episode. <laughs> um, it's not a William Daniels it? one. Or not a William Daniels, a William Russ. William, or he directed a few episodes. Mm-hmm. He didn't direct this one, though. Good. Um, yeah, and then then Jack comes out, and she's like, Eric's controlling everything in the apartment. And then you hear thunder, and Jack's... I remember this in very great detail, and I'm going to describe it, because this is the light. This is the light in a very dark episode. Is okay. What is about to happen right now? All right. He, Jack's like, oh, no. He just hooked up to special effects board to... Uh, to the stereo it's not a big deal and then eric makes it rain right over jack and he's like okay that's impressive (laughs) and then he like sidesteps to get out of the rain and the rain moves to uh moves to him and he's like wow (laughs) and then this continues this like joke of like jack like kind of being impressed with eric because rachel's like i'm gonna get out of here and he she opens the front door and there's a brick wall and jack's like wow he really thought this through <laughs> and those reactions from Jack, I I, I laughed out loud. I was oh, like, that's really funny. funny. That is a nice part. <laughs> I just love it when he's like, "Wow, he really thought this through." It's like Eric's not capable of much. He just did a little thing to try to <laughs> trick us. He's like, "Oh, oh, oh," <laughs> and then um, they're like, "She's gonna go out the window." There's so many stories up, and it's a balcony. They're not going out the window. The only way out is over the sink and down the fire escape. And Jack says that same thing, and um, they're like, we're going to lose her. And he's like, well, she's not going anywhere. (laughs) Yes, and he turns the garbage disposal on. Yeah, I I guess it's a whole play on the whole, like, in the Truman Show, they gave him a fear of sailing because they, like, created a traumatic sailing event so he'd never try to like sail off the island mm-hmm. i guess it's a play on that maybe i've never actually seen the truman show oh uh, well he's like, I know, what it is. I, know I know the concept yeah well i'm just saying like he's on an island in it and the reason that he's never like left the island is because he lost his parents in a sailing accident and they like like showed him that over and over and over again to basically brainwash him to be afraid of sailing Mm-hmm. 
Just normal um, stuff. And like, if he ever gets the idea that he's going to go out sailing or on a boat, they'll like turn on a storm so that mm-hmm. um, so that he'll be even more afraid of sailing. Just really good stuff. So I guess like her fear of the garbage, garbage. disposal is kind of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially, what happened is we see a flashback here where she was a child, and what's her bunny's name? I think it's Bunny Baby. Yes, uh, ba- something like that. Bunny Baby. And she's like, Bunny Baby, I'm going to... She's at the sink. She's like, I'm going to put you down the hole. I just where Mama puts the carrots. She like sticks the bunny in the garbage disposal. She's like, let me turn the light on for you. And then you see it just spinning and getting yeah. sucked down. And then the fur is flying. And she's just like, ah! ah. Yeah, and, and then you cut back to modern day. And she goes, Bunny Baby. <laughs> um, and then... Jack comes in and hugs her and everyone in the place is like, you're a monster. And he's like, I'm not a monster. I'm a genius. This is wonderful. This is exactly what we all need. This is real. Um, And then he turns the water on Rachel, I guess, to make her angrier. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or to like spur her on to overcome her fear. Yeah. And he's like, no, Rachel, Mm -hmm. you can do this. And everyone starts cheering for her. Yeah. They cheer for her and, then she does it. She crosses it, and then she leans back in to bow to them. And Eric turns it all off and gives a speech mm-hmm. about how wonderful. Yeah, how like, wonderful. I want to thank the people at whatever, whatever masonry for helping me construct the brick wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which was funny. Um, and then he's like, "And I couldn't wouldn't be able to do this without my two stars, Jack and Rachel." And she arrives. He's like, "You got here very fast." She said, I was very motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and Louis gets up, you're an Amazon. Sit back down. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Whatever you say. Uh-huh. And then Eric, gives. he's like, remember, Rachel, it is I who created you. I who gave you life. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Then she beats him up, and then everyone claps, and I guess she likes the attention because she's a girl. She's a girl. And then we have the tag at the end. Mm-hmm. Where the Jack is like, don't you see? It's like you drove. This really worked mind. out. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you drove her to me with your behavior. Um, so I think I'm thinking of asking her out. <laughs> uh, Eric is even like, how do you live with yourself? To Jack and Jack's like, I don't. I live with you. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then Rachel's like, hey, can you guys clear out? I'm bringing my date home. And they're like, date. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's Louis. Yeah, she's like, he's crazy about me. Yeah. Jesse in the episode. That's it. And there it is. It's dumb. It's nothing. It's nothing. I'd say we managed to talk about it for an hour, but we mostly talked about bread and cheese um, and country music. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, his eyes are cold and restless. His wounds have almost healed. She'd give half of Texas just to change the way he feels. She knows his love's in Tulsa. She knows he's going to go. It ain't no woman, flesh and blood. It's that damned old rodeo. Sure. It's oh, yeah, blood. It's a dust of mud. It's the roar of a Sunday crowd. That's what it's all about. You're not. You're not a Garth Brooks fan. I guess not. I just know a few. You got to listen to that album. I do. I need to listen to more of it. Come on, man. I got to stop lot. standing outside the fire. You know. What? I got to stop are. standing outside the fire. Life is not tried. It is merely survived when you're standing up. Thanks, Garth. Yeah. The poet of our time. Mm-hmm. He gave the presidential something. He sang, so he sang at the inauguration. 
That's what I meant. I didn't remember, and I didn't care. <laughs> he did wear boots to a black tie affair, though. Which was very good. It was. Very, very good. Good on him. Um, but that's the episode. That's it. In That's it. In a case I don't see ya. I'm going to pull up the document. Oh, I do like it when Eric butchers that line. In case I don't see ya, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Good morning. In case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And in case I don't see ya. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Wow. No, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I thought you liked this episode less than me, but here we are. You can give it a six. No, I mean, it was fine. I feel like I've been pretty, I like it. Better than you're married, you're dead. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah. So this puts it on par for me with like his answer, her answer, which I gave both of those a six. Okay. I'm giving a 4.5. Whoa. Crazy. Not crazy. Um, but a 4.5 and a six when put together gives it a 5.25. Yeah. I don't know. There's just nothing here for me. Like, there's not even like drama that can save it. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't like the the average episode i probably liked that one less uh-huh. um, you did it was like you gave it a 3.5 yeah yeah but other than that this is pretty bottom of the barrel for me <laughs> yeah i'd say like, so no one learns anything the endings are abrupt. there's nothing like character moments i guess that's true rachel overcoming her fear but this is not a fear we knew she had before this episode no it's really not. It's a regression for Sean's character. Bunny Corey's, baby. Corey's character is annoying. There's one character and one character only that shines in this episode. Jack? Jack. And Alan? Alan, yes. But Jack makes me laugh a total of three times. Mm-hmm. Which is two times more than anyone else. Yes. Um, so, yeah. It's Jack for me. I'll give it to Jack. And that is solely for, solely for, well, that's impressive. You really thought this one through. <laughs> and I do like at the end where he's like, I don't. I live with you. Yep. I like that too. How do you live with yourself? I don't. Um, all right. And what should we name it? Boy meets Gouda. Boy meets Gouda. Because what does he meet? Yeah. Nothing. Just boy meets Gouda. Boy meets Gouda. And a sad face waffle. Boy meets nothing and learns nothing and achieves mm-hmm. nothing in his life. And Gouda. I, I feel like this is like wonderfully rare for us where an episode is so bad but in a way that's so uninteresting that -hmm. we just can't even talk about it like it happened with the wendy episode um classically where you would rather watch a frog than that was on your window to talk Uh about that episode check my window no frogs um it happened there it's happened a few times um yeah this is one this is an episode that i just don't think about yeah I have no, I have no use for this episode. If I could remove it from Boy Meets World canon, I would. <laughs> if you had a laser gun that let you do that, yeah, I don't know why it has to be a laser gun. We are the but... keepers of the sacred lore of Boy Meets World, mm. but we cannot interfere with it. No, we can't. We can put we it over it. in that farmhouse there, mm-hmm. but we have to. We can't mess with it. No, we can't. But that's okay. So you know, it's not infallible. No. No, it is not an errant lore. Well, no, it is an errant lore. It is not um, always pleasant. No. <laughs> not always fun. Mm-hmm. But it always is. It always is. Um, yeah. We did it. We did it quick. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, we have no more listener mail because obviously I broke the illusion. Yeah, you broke the illusion. Um, so yeah, follow us at BG World Fever on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Let us know your top three cheeses. Yeah, we would love to know your top three cheeses. Um, let us know your top three cheeses. Let us know. Uh, I had one, and then I lost it. Didn't, I don't didn't, know either. Didn't we talk about something else? Bread. Country yeah. music. What's your favorite Garth Brooks song? Mm-hmm. I know mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling. Oh, okay. You'll tell next week when other That's- people tell you theirs. It's friends in low places. Okay, I don't know that your 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 exposure is enough to say. I it. just like to sing it. It's fun to sing. Well, well, okay. I don't know. It's, it's fun to dance. Yeah, that is a good one. I like that one. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. <laughs> it's worth it. My life is better left to change. To chance, yeah, that's probably why you like it. I should have missed the pain, or I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the day. Mm-hmm. Just lovely, Garth. We're honored to go to the same school you went to. Mm-hmm. I was honored to ride in the elevator with you that one time. Sorry, he didn't recognize you. Sorry, I didn't recognize you. I was honored to see you at that one store. That I'm blanking on the name of that's on the strip that one time. That's two more Garth encounters than I've ever had. You've never had a Garth encounter? No. The Man. same day Mr. Tony, one of our friends from college, saw him at a hideaway. I saw him at a like a OSU apparel store. Like Chris's university store? Yeah. I think it was the one with like the ducks that. making the OSU. Uh-huh. Who even remembers what that one's called? I don't remember. But it was great to see it. I said, hey, you're Garth Brooks. He's like, yeah. I was like, cool. That was the whole thing. Wow, that was nice. What uh-huh. a heartwarming interaction. I wonder if you remembered me from the elevator years before. Probably. Maybe. Like, I didn't man, recognize that cool elevator. guy that operated that elevator for me that one time. You operated the elevator for me one time and had no clue who I was. Smoothest ride ever. <laughs> I did. I rode in an elevator, just me and Garth Brooks one time, because I was pushing buttons to get people to the suites, because rich people can't push their own buttons, I guess. I don't know. Rich people. There's literally people who, like, screen people getting on those elevators. People who screen others getting off those elevators, just to make sure no one, like, is sneaking in without a ticket. You know, like a Mission Impossible situation where someone's in the elevator shaft and drops down, knocks everyone out. Takes their clothes, takes their ticket, and tries to get in. Exactly. So there's there's two points of entry, but apparently they need someone in the elevator too. Mm-hmm. In case someone tries the old switcheroo. That's true. Though um, there was also a part that my elevator went out to. It was I think it's club level, mm-hmm. the one right below suites um, that was still under construction. So during the part of the game where no one was pressing the button, I put my stool in the door to keep it open. And I went out and I watched the game on the giant window for a few minutes. Wow. What an experience. Yeah. And and I was just among a bunch of construction, just looking out a window, watching the game. I think that's the game where I just sat by the locker room. You did. And And then I got to help TSA 
screen all the football team as they were leaving. Mm. So that's how you knew it was secure because they let me check the bags. <laughs> and a guy from the highway patrol was there trying to convince me to join the highway patrol. Oh, I don't remember that. I just He's like, you, you should check that. out the Academy. You'd be great. I'm like, thanks. I literally don't know you. <laughs> you should have said, but all cops are bad though. <laughs> I didn't want to get beat up. Uh, I, we're just, we're just going now. Yeah. We're really fired up. Let's, let's just talk about the next episode. <laughs> Let's we can. Right we have special plans for the next episode. Let's watch it right now. Okay, that's fine. We, we have special plans. Okay, that's fair. It involves cereal. Oh yes, get excited, everyone! I'm excited. Um, you should watch our or, or watch listen to our next episode with a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Driving to work, have a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Sitting at work, bowl of cereal. I'm just, I'm just mowing the lawn. Better be eating some cereal. Um. I, I just think it will be best experienced with cereal. Mm-hmm. But that's not this episode. This episode no. is done, and it was bad. <laughs> you need some cereal for this one, too, just to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Not our episode. Our episode was delightful. No, this was fine. This was great. Yeah. The episode of Boy Meets World, though, you need some cereal. You need some cereal. Or a three-cheese omelet. Or a three-cheese omelet. Get that Gouda. Better have Gouda. We didn't talk about what we thought the other two cheeses were. There's probably something sharper, like a cheddar. Yeah, sharp cheddar. I was thinking that, too. And then... I don't feel like you put mozzarella or provolone in the omelet. No. Could there be, like, a parmesan? Ooh. Yeah. A parm? A parm in an omelet is not something I've heard of. I've done it. Okay. But I'm a risk taker. You are. You are. Um, Parmesan, possibly. Um, We got gouda. We got cheddar. Perhaps a Monterey Jack. Yeah. A pepper jack? Maybe a pepper jack. I could see it. I, I could. Pimento? No. I don't I'm think not so. a pimento person. It's not this is a northern state. They don't have pimento cheese there. Really? I think about I think about New England having pimento. It's more of a southern thing. Hmm. Okay. I'm allergic to pimento cheese, so. Tough break. I just think it's gross. Like a normal person. Yeah. It's just pimento. cheese and mayonnaise. Yeah. Wait, what? Isn't that what pimento cheese is? No, pimento is a pepper. Well, I know that. I'm thinking like pimento cheese. It's like the pepper and cheese and like mayo or something. Oh, maybe. I don't I don't know. I, I just know that a pimento is part of the family of peppers I'm allergic to. Sad. Capsaicum and anum. No. It sounded like you're a minion just then. I know. I've <laughs> I've had to say it so much in my life that I just like to capsaicum and anum. Banana. Banana. Anyway, I, think, I think we've uh, lost our entire audience at this point. Yeah. I just want to give a big thanks to anybody that stuck around. Yeah, anyone who stuck around. Um, let's burn some bridges yeah. while no one's here. Um, Adam Levine, we still don't like you. Um, that bridge has been burnt for a long time. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's still it's still there. Uh, it's still like as burned as it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, Nickelback, I know that you are re- getting a resurgence of people who are like, hot take, Nickelback wasn't that good. Or Nickelback wasn't that bad. They were just as bad as we all thought they were. Um, I'm sorry. His voice is just musically unpleasant to listen to. Um, let's burn that bridge. What is photograph. Yeah. Every it's... time I do it makes me laugh. Um, Nickelback earned their reputation for being bad by being bad. I don't know what to tell you. Um, what other bridges can we burn? 
I don't know. I don't feel like burning bridges right now. I feel like going to bed. When are we going to have a better chance to burn bridges? Than when nobody's listening to our yeah. show? I mean, literally any of the rest of our lives when we're not uh, recording. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. Um, yeah. All right. But that's well, all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. And if we don't see you, <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> world. World. <laughs>